Welcome to our special edition Leadership Lessons CPHI podcast series, created for the CPHI Festival of Pharma, the world's largest virtual gathering for the pharmaceutical industry. Where over 10 days, the global pharma industry will meet, network, partner, and learn virtually in an expo environment. Now, more than ever, effective leadership in pharma is crucial to safeguard teams, ensure continuity of production and supply, and ultimately deliver medicines to patients. In this Leadership Lessons podcast series, sponsored by Roquette, we tackle a variety of challenges facing today's pharma leaders. Welcome to today's CPHI podcast, part of our Festival of Pharma virtual event, where we bring into focus the current issues affecting global pharma supply chains. I'm Gareth Carpenter, Pharma Editor at Informa Markets, and in today's interview, we're going to take a look at how pharma companies should respond when a disruptive and unexpected event such as the spread of the coronavirus pandemic threatens to do harm. The unpredictable nature of this crisis has meant that the industry had to quickly focus on vaccine development while at the same time ensuring the continued distribution of life-saving and life-changing medicines globally when ingredients and material shortages were threatening supply chains. Amid all this turmoil, companies have not only had to swiftly establish what their key priorities are in dealing with the immediate crisis, but also had to ensure that their employees remain safe and that their operations continue to run as smoothly as possible. In short, tough decisions have had to be made quickly and rationally. Leadership Lessons brought to you by CPHI Podcast Series and in partnership with Rocket. So to help us steer through these choppy waters, I'm pleased to say that I have here with me Kelsey Achtenbach, Head of Marketing at Roquette. And today we're going to discuss how companies in the pharma supply chain have had to shift their mindset to deal with adversity at a time of crisis. So first of all, Kelsey, welcome and thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you so much. So Kelsey, let's cut to the chase. It's been an extremely turbulent year so far for the entire world and also for the pharma industry. But if we can cast our minds back to the very start of the year when it first became apparent that COVID-19 was going to be this massive, disruptive global event, what did your company, Roquette, decide were the immediate priorities to focus on? Yes, thanks for that question. We immediately decided to, immediately we focused on the safety and health of our people. So we were in a situation where we had manufacturing in China. So we were looking at this crisis from the very beginning. And of course, we have a large amount of our manufacturing in Europe, in Northern Italy, in Northern France. So as soon as it started becoming a crisis, we formed a global crisis team and local crisis teams to help look at what was happening in each region and give our employees direction and understand what is needed to keep them safe. So safety of our employees were first and foremost. Second was looking at who our customers were and what was needed to serve the global market. So we supply into the pharmaceutical industry. We also supply into the food industry. So we immediately raised up priorities for the company saying, okay, pharmaceutical companies and for critical food supply, those are number one priorities. We're going to do whatever it takes to get that product out the door. And we work together as a team to do so. And if coronavirus has taught us anything, it's that events and situations can shift and evolve pretty quickly. 
Eight to nine months on, have any of those priorities that you've just listed changed at all? No, actually, they've been enhanced. It really taught us a lot about ourselves. One, I believe that the world is now working in a different way, right? And through this, we learned a lot about how we can pivot and how we can be flexible to meet our customers' needs in times of this crisis. That has continued and it has actually inspired additional innovation around supply chain and inventory strategies and how we have meetings with our customers, virtual audits. I think that the silver lining of all this, this experience has inspired a lot of innovation that may not have come without the crisis. So is it a case of sticking rigidly to a pre-agreed business continuity plan or I mean, is there some scope to change that plan depending on how the event's unfolding? I think it's a bit of a mix. Long-term strategy, I don't think has changed. How we're getting there, COVID has definitely affected the thought process. As an example, this trend of more governments demanding local supply chains, that's made us think about how do we service our customers in each region? Do we have the inventories, the manufacturing that is necessary for our most critical customers in the pharmaceutical supply chain? So the answer is yes, things have changed. We are looking at things differently because of it. However, the long-term strategy of continuing to serve our customers in this market, that hasn't changed a bit. Roquette is recognized as a global leader in plant-based ingredients, plant proteins, and a provider of pharmaceutical excipients. We address the current and future societal challenges by looking at the potential of nature to offer the best ingredients for food, nutrition, and health, to enable healthier lifestyles and critical components to life-saving medicines. The team at Roquette is committed to leading as a technology partner and trusted supplier all over the world, whilst providing innovative and high-quality technical support. For more about us and how we want to unlock healthier futures, visit www.roquette.com forward slash pharma. Given that companies working in pharma supply chains really are at the cutting edge when it comes to fighting this virus, and you mentioned earlier about you know, the safety of the workforce is incredibly important, what are the key values that companies need to convey to their employees? This is a great question. And you know, when it was first announced that everybody globally is working from home, the first instinct of many managers was to just keep the teams busy and to really try to make sure people were doing their job. That quickly went out the window, right? Everyone was really busy, but because they had this addition stress of their personal life on top of COVID, what we realized very quickly is that we needed to focus on the most important tasks. We also needed to help all of our employee base understand the why. The why are we doing this? So very quickly developed an internal marketing campaign that helped our employees understand where our products were going, what medicines that they were helping within the supply chain. And that actually motivated our employees in a way that gave them purpose every day when they came to work. And it was much easier to weed out the busy work and focus on the top priority by focusing on where our products are going and who are we really helping in the long run. So from a value perspective, I, th I think that the top value that we need to focus on is purpose. And through that, we are really also instilling this, this value of 
kindness and, and being sensitive to our employees and their personal lives and treating each other with kindness along the way. Okay, and that's a nice segue into my next question because, I mean, this crisis has this profound effect not only on industries and work environments, but as you say, on people's personal lives, particularly as many move to a remote home working environment. What can pharma companies such as yourselves do to ensure that employees continue to feel motivated and also just supported enough? I've seen a couple of really good practices. One is the purpose that I spoke about. The other is really making sure that we understand everyone's situation and that first and foremost, we're being kind to each other, we're treating each other with respect, we're instilling the right right kind of working behaviors that help people feel supported. Much of that is accomplished by communication, honestly. And we have seen that an increased amount of one-on-one communication is necessary, as well as kind of general communication to the business or the company through senior management on where we're going and why. For our business unit that focuses on pharmaceuticals, we started instilling a weekly kind of town hall type meeting with all of our employees globally. It's 150 employees. And we covered different topics about what's happening in the market, about where we're going, about problems that we see and how we're solving them. And that frequent communication has really helped people work together and understand the global situation and continue to feel like they're part of a team. I've heard more and more that people are more motivated when they feel like they're part of a team. And I I think that comes down to communication and treating people with kindness. It's human nature, really, that in a crisis, they want to know where's the direction, where's the leadership. Sometimes there's an expectation of the companies and the leaders in companies that they should know all the answers and know how exactly to respond to this very difficult situation, particularly when it comes to things such as safety and well-being of employees, as we've already said. So how should company leaders best deal with this weight of expectation? (laughs) Yeah, I struggled with this a lot. And I realized pretty quickly, and I recognized that it's okay to say that it's not okay. Right? (laughs) Through this crisis, we can't pretend that everything's okay. It's not. The world got turned upside down. So first and foremost, we have to recognize that there is an issue, and then work together to solve it. I think leadership in a crisis is not trying to solve the problem. It, it's work, It's not trying to solve your problem for your employees. It's working with your employees to come up with a solution to deal with the situation. I found that leadership in a crisis really means bringing people together, making sure everyone knows what part they're playing and giving them the ability to contribute to the solution. You've already listed some of the um, measures that uh, Roquette put in place, but have you got any other examples, that things that you've initiated for the benefit of your people and your customers as well, of course? There's some really great stories that came out of the COVID crisis situation. One story was really on how our, our teams came together to make sure that we did not disrupt our customer supply chain. And it was a situation where People were volunteering to do various tasks just to make sure that we kept the supply chain running. And it was quite remarkable. We had people volunteering for tasks that they don't normally do, but it was all hands on deck just to get things out the door. And those are inspiring stories in which you can really see that that purpose 
value, that team value came out within the organization. And I'm really proud to say that Roquette, through the entire crisis, we supplied all of our customers without fail and worked with them day in and day out to make sure we were getting them the product that they needed and the timing that they needed, even with all the the shipping you know, the global container situations we were running into and shipping situations we were running into, you know, we really worked with our customers and became closer to our customers in that situation. And the customers that I talked to now that were with us through that appreciate it so much. They saw the work that we were doing. They started to see the true value of having a strategic partner as an excipient supplier to be able to service the industry, to be there in those times of crisis. If anything, I think it brought our relationships a lot closer. Great. And from a supply chain perspective, what do you think has been the real big learning take home from this event for you? I mean, is there anything you think that you know your company or, or any company for that matter could have done better in this crisis? I don't think this is specific to Roquette, but globally, we've all seen this this trend that's been just kind of peeping its head once in a while on having more local supply chains. But honestly, the pharmaceutical industry is not set up locally at all. It's a global supply chain. So I think that there will be a lot of changes that happen in the industry looking at how do we be more efficient with local supply chains and what really makes sense. Because it won't make sense to have five, six manufacturing sites across the world for a pharmaceutical drug versus the one or two based on economies of scale. However, does that thought process, does that localization thought process push the industry into a place where there's innovation on manufacturing? That I think that very well could be the case. But I think that has always been in a strategic on the strategic thought of both pharmaceutical companies and the supply chains. I think now that that thought is pushed to the forefront of conversation. Kelsey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for your insights. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. That's it for today's CPHI podcast, part of our Festival of Pharma, bringing the global pharma industry to you. Please do tune in to our next podcast. Until then, thanks very much for listening and we wish you a pleasant day ahead. Goodbye. You're listening to Leadership Lessons by the CPHI podcast series and in partnership with Rockat. Rockat.